God's word is true and righteous altogether, and it is. Fallen man must resist no matter how foolish the resistance appears. If God's word is true and the fallen do not turn from their evil ways, then according to the scriptures, they can expect a host of curses while on this earth and the final curse of eternal cognizant punishment in the lake of fire. No matter how rational the Christian position is, fallen men must resist. As one of their own stated, we cannot allow a divine foot in the door. Unless man turns to Jesus Christ, their situation is hopeless. Did Jesus get it right when he declared the following in John three nineteen and 20? And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again as Jesus instructs in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Will today be your day of redemption? Will today be the day you believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God? You are in what the book of Joel calls the valley of decision. Joel chapter 3, verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. In just a few moments, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you do, everything changes for you today. Today, all of your sin and your shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood you will be brand new. Today, all of the devil's bondages in your life will be broken, no matter how daunting they appear. You will be free, free, free. Today, you will be born again. Just like Jesus said, born a literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, John three nineteen and 20, for this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. God said, Genesis seventeen ten. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man-child among you shall be circumcised. God said, Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Man said, I am man. I am smart. I am part of the great digital enlightenment. Man made God and not the other way around. That's real smart, right? Oh, oh, oh wait a second. Oh, what's that, doctor? What did you say? I have two weeks to live. Oh, God, save me, save me. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Now the record, welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1,173 that will once again certify the perfect inerrancy and supernatural authorship of the Holy Word of God found in the majority text, Holy Bible. I need to know that it's true. Everything depends upon it. Everything. 
Every Thursday Eve, God willing, God said, man said, grows by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's grace and truth be multiplied unto you. It's a cardinal law, and it cannot be mocked without paying a dreadful price. Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. A word of caution to those who take the word of God lightly or not at all. Your sin will find you out. Numbers 32, verse 23. This feature will surely tell the tale. The words found in God's holy Bible are the inerrant truth. Because the commandments and precepts in the Word of God are the inerrant truth, those who obey them reap the marvelous blessing of doing the right thing. Because the commandments and precepts in the Word of God are the inerrant truth, those who disobey them reap the deadly curse of doing the wrong thing. Inherent with every commandment and precept in the Word of God is a blessing or a curse, and every man and woman chooses which they receive. I'm telling you, it's just that simple. Those carnal scholars who think they're schooling us are themselves glaringly unschooled as in Sunday schooling. They have no idea of the Bible's marvelous secrets, for these secrets are not revealed to the so-called wisest in the world. No, only the childlike understand. The carnal resists at every turn. In their arrogance, they are confident that they can see and hear, yet remain unaware that they are blind and deaf, all the while convincing their blind and deaf students that, in fact, they have both sight and hearing. Sadly, neither claim is true. Carnal knowledge is always upside down in their position. Several brief examples follow. Number one. Until the 1960s, academia's God evolution declared that the earth had no beginning and had always just existed. As their understanding improved with regards to the second law of thermodynamics, also known as the law of entropy, which states that all things go from order to disorder, coupled with what they believed to be an ever-expanding universe, academia was forced to concede that the earth and its universe did, in fact, have a beginning just as Genesis 1-1 recorded, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Number two example. Carnal science gave no credence to God's claim that all mankind alive on the earth today is the product of one common father and one common mother. According to carnaldom, humans were evolving from various locations all around the world, popping up all over the place. Just a few decades ago, microbiology set the unbelievers on their ear, and they were again forced to concede. Real science concluded that, yes, all humans on the earth today are the product of one common father, one common mother. They've given names to these ancient parents, Y-chromosome Adam and MTDNA Eve. If those names sound familiar, it's because these parents were first named in Genesis 3.20, and Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Example 3. Evolutionists called them vestigial organs and stated that humans had outgrown their need for these body parts as a result of the wonders of evolution. 
They made a list of 200 organs that, thanks to evolution, the human body no longer needed, including, among other things, the tonsils, the appendix, the coccyx, remnants of your tail, of course, and wisdom teeth. Today, the list of unnecessary vestigial organs in the human body is zero. Some may refuse to update their unbelief, but the list is still zero. God said man said has already published a considerable list of features regarding male circumcision, and new information affirming the biblical commandment continues to pour in. The token of God's covenant with Abraham is male circumcision, which is performed on the newborn baby boy on the eighth day. Not the first, third, or fifth day. The Bible is very clear that circumcision is to be taking place on the eighth day of a baby boy's life. Genesis seventeen ten through 14. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man-child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant." And the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He had broken my covenant. The resistance to male circumcision has been intense ever since God commanded Abraham to circumcise all newborn babies, but it is beginning to wane. The skeptics are being forced to concede, again, that God's 4,000-year-old directive concerning circumcision was simply the right thing to do all along. Before we get to the new meta-study, compiled by the National Library of Medicine, several foundational excerpts from previous God Said, Man Said features will be quoted. God Said, Man Said, Male Circumcision, a Living Commandment, When Thou Wast in the Blood. Adherents to the Scriptures know that God's commandments deliver very real physical as well as spiritual benefits. But just as the Old Testament's blood sacrifice, Passover celebration, Sabbath observations, dietary laws, which were all shadows of the coming Messiah, were fulfilled in Christ, so has the godly dictum of circumcision also been fulfilled. The following nine verses in the New Testament concerning the principle of fulfillment would be Romans 2, 28 and 29, 1 Corinthians 7, 18, Galatians 6, 15 and 16, Philippians 3, 1 through 3, and Colossians 2, 10 and 11. But it must be noted that the supernatural benefits of Christ's fulfillment of the law are not relevant to the vast, vast majority of the world in its unregenerated state, and for them. Adherence to the commandments is physically critical. The physical benefits of male circumcision are monumental, end of quote. Keep in mind, the biology of man and woman has not changed from Abraham's day to today. God said, man said, feature, update, vestigial organs and circumcision. The August 24, 2009 headline in the New York Times reads, 
Officials weigh circumcision to fight HIV risk. The following information is from that release. Public health officials are considering promoting routine circumcision for all baby boys born in the United States to reduce the spread of HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. The topic is delicate one that has already generated controversy, even though a formal draft of the proposed recommendations due out from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention by the end of the year has yet to be released. Excerpts also considering whether the surgery should be offered to adult heterosexual men whose sexual practices put them at risk of infection. The following was the position of the American Academy of Pediatrics, according to the New York Times in the year 2009. Circumcision rates have fallen in part because the American Academy of Pediatrics, which sets the guidelines for infant care, does not endorse routine circumcision. Its policy says that circumcision is not essential to the child's current well-being, and as a result, many state Medicaid programs do not cover the operation. The Academy is revisiting its guidelines, however, and is likely to do away with the neutral tone in favor of a more encouraging policy, stating that circumcision has health benefits even beyond HIV prevention, like reducing urinary tract infections for baby boys, said Dr. Michael Brady, a consultant to the American Academy of Pediatrics, end quote. Again, from the God Said, Man Said article, Male Circumcision, a Living Commandment. American Cancer Society published an article in 2002 concerning cancer of the cervix. The article's title is New Study Shows Benefit of Male Circumcision. The following paragraphs are from that article. Women are less likely to develop cancer of the cervix if their partners are circumcised men rather than men who are not circumcised, said a report in the New England Journal of Medicine. Experts believe a penis that has been circumcised is less likely to harbor human papillomavirus, HPV, a virus associated with almost all cases of cervical cancer. Circumcision has become controversial in recent years. Its advocates in the medical community argue that it prevents urinary tract infections in male babies. It also lowers sexually transmitted infections with HPV that cause genital works in men. Finally, Penal cancer arises less often in men who were circumcised as babies. Those who do not support the use of circumcision believe that these reasons don't make up for the pain and possible mutilation it causes, as well as the occasional complications. Now, a group of international researchers led by Xavier Castellet, MD of the Labraget Hospital in Barcelona, Spain, have uncovered another reason to favor circumcision. They found that women whose partners were uncircumcised, were more likely to develop cancer of the cervix. The researchers also tested for HPV infection in the males by taking specimens from their penises. The results were matched with whether the men were circumcised. The first discovery was that men who weren't circumcised were more than twice as likely to be infected with HPV. In both groups, the chance of HPV infection increased with high-risk sexual activity, such as unprotected sex, early age of first sexual activity, and number of partners. 
but even more striking was the effect on their partners. Women whose male partners were uncircumcised and had high-risk sexual behavior were two or five times more likely to develop cervical cancer. This high rate of cancer was almost certainly caused by the high rate of HP infection in these men, end of quote. In the April 27, 2006 issue of Medical News Today, under the heading Circumcision and Fidelity, more effective HIV prevention method than condoms, abstinence, researchers say. The following excerpts were found. Promoting male circumcision and fidelity to one partner seems to be more effective at curbing the spread of HIV than promoting abstinence and condom use, you said Reachers and Technical Advisor Daniel Halperin said last week. The Chicago Tribune reports as Halperin and other researchers analyzed 20 years of studies on HIV-AIDS throughout Africa. They have uh, tried to put aside intuitions, emotions, ideologies, and look at the evidence in as cold-hearted a way as we can. In comparison, faithfulness to one partner has worked at reducing HIV prevalence in Uganda and Kenya, according to Halperin because a person is more likely to transmit HIV during the first three weeks of contracting the virus, an HIV-positive person who has just one partner during that time is likely to pass the disease to that one person. But if an HIV-positive person in the highly infectious stage has many sexual partners at a time, the virus spreads like wildfire, as those people in turn have sex with other people, Halperin said. In addition, circumcision has been shown to reduce male-to-female HIV transmission by 60% to 75%. A study published in the November 2005 issue of PLOS Medicine of men living in South Africa finds that male circumcision might reduce the risk of men contracting HIV through sexual intercourse with women by about 60%. Male circumcision might also reduce the risk of HIV transmission from HIV-positive men to their female partners, according to a study of couples in Rakai, Uganda, end of quote. In the December 2006 issue, the International Jerusalem Post weighed in on the subject of male circumcision under the heading, Israeli experts, circumcision helps fight AIDS. The following statements are from that article. Israeli experts are urging a visiting World Health Organization team to promote circumcisions of both adults and newborn in the third world to help reduce HIV transmission. Current research shows that 6 in 10 circumcised men are immune to HIV infection, but only about a fifth of men around the world have been circumcised for religious, medical, or cultural reasons. Following paragraphs are from a December 2006 news release published by Reuters under the headline, UN Urges Circumcision in AIDS Hit Southern Africa. AIDS-stricken Southern African nations should develop a policy of mass male circumcision to fight the disease, the head of the United Nations Anti-Age Agency said on Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday. Several recent medical studies have reported circumcision cuts the risk of HIV infection among men by 50 to 60 percent, and the findings have been backed by UNAIDS. These African countries should now prepare 
on how to introduce circumcision on a large scale. UNAID's chief doctor, Peter Pyatt, told Reuters, he says the science is clear. The following is a quick bullet point review of God Said Man Said's first article on this topic titled Circumcision. Birth records of 219,755 male children born in U.S. Armed Forces hospitals from 1975 to 1979 were examined. It was found that the uncircumcised experienced an 1,100% higher incidence of urinary tract infections. After nine different studies were reviewed, the finding was that the uncircumcised suffered urinary tract infections 12 times more often than those who were circumcised. The uncircumcised are 800% more likely to acquire AIDS via a heterosexual relationship. In 1974, a study of 1,300 consecutive patients in Canadian Army Unit showed that being uncircumcised was associated with a nine-fold higher risk of syphilis and three times more gonorrhea. In 50,000 pedal cancer cases recorded in the U.S., 49,990 were among, among uncircumcised men. Only 10 of those cancer victims were circumcised. 10,000 of the 50,000 penal cancer cases died as a result of that disease. Uncircumcised men have twice the incidence of prostate cancer. Later in a man's life, the uncircumcised are twice as likely to have erectile dysfunction as his circumcised counterpart. Studies have documented higher rates of cervical cancer in women who have had one or more uncircumcised partners. The benefits from male circumcision run on and on, end quote. It is astonishing that the detractors of God's word continue to resist. Millions are sick and suffering, dying and dead as a result of man's rebellion. The following Associated Press feature titled, Study, Male Circumcision Helps Prevent Two STDs, was published March 25, 2009. The following excerpts are from that feature. Los Angeles. Circumcision not only protects against HIV and heterosexual men, but it also helps prevent two other sexually transmitted infections, a large new study found. Circumcised males reduced their risk of infection with HPV or human papillomavirus by 35% and herpes by 28%. One last fact to remember is that God commanded the male child to be circumcised on the eighth day. Why the eighth day? On the eighth day of the human lifespan, vitamin K, which causes blood to clot, reaches its peak. The very day God commanded circumcision to be performed. God said to circumcise the male child over 40 centuries before medical science had the foggiest idea of the benefits. He commanded it to be performed on the eighth day. This is just another proof that God is. Circumcision. God commanded it, and inside this commandment is a blessing or a curse. Believe the beautiful book. It is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. End of quote. The National Library of Medicine offers uh, human health services articles via public access. 
These resources are scientific literature databases offered to the public by the U.S. National Library of Medicine, which collects, indexes, and archives scientific literature published by other organizations. One such resource is the results of a meta-study compiled by the NLM concerning male circumcision. The following information is from the May 30, 2022, compilation under the title, Evidence-Based Circumcision Policy for Australia. The aim was, one, to perform an update, up-to-date, systematic review of the male circumcision literature, and two, to determine the number of adverse medical conditions prevented by early male circumcision in Australia. Searches of public med using circumcision with 39 keywords and bibliography searches yielded 278 publications meeting our inclusion criteria. Early MC, male circumcision, provides immediate and lifetime benefits, including protection against urinary tract infections, phimosis, inflammatory skin conditions, inferior penal hygiene, candidiasis, various STIs, and penal and prostate cancer. The female partners, uh, male circumcised, that reduces risk of STIs and cervical cancer. A risk-benefit analysis found benefits exceeded procedural risk, which are predominantly minor, by approximately 200 to 1. It was estimated that more than one in two uncircumcised males will experience an adverse foreskin-related medical condition over their lifetime. An increase in early MC in Australia uh, to the mid-1950s, prevalence of 85% from the current level of 18.75% would avoid 77,000 cases of infection and other adverse medical conditions over the lifetime for each annual birth cohort. Survey study, physiological measurements, and the anatomical location of penal sensory receptors responsible for sexual sensation indicate that male circumcision has no detrimental effect of sexual function, sensitivity, or pleasure. U.S. studies studies found that early infant male circumcision is cost-saving. Evidence-based reviews by the AAP and CDC support early male circumcision as a desirable public health measure. In Victorian times, medical circumcision became popular to prevent syphilis, phimosis, penal cancer, and inferior hygiene. In the 21st century, it was approved for protection against HIV and epidemic settings. Cancer of the penis has a lifetime risk in uncircumcised men of one in a thousand, making it uncommon but not rare. It is rare in circumcised men, prevalence being 0.00008 to 0.02 per 1,000. A study in California found risk was 22-fold higher in uncircumcised men. Meta-analysis found prostate cancer risk is less than 10% lower in circumcised men. Risk reduction was 12% lower in the post-PSA testing area, 16% lower in population-based studies, 17% lower in studies that collected data by personal interview, 41% lower in studies of the black race, 36% in U.S. and 60% in Canadian studies, and 16% lower for more aggressive prostate cancer. Oncogenic HPV genotypes are responsible for 99% of cervical cancers. Since women may have a history of circumcised and 
uncircumcised sexual partners, a large multinational study focused on women who had only one sexual partner, monogamous, monogamous women, whose male partner had a high sexual behavior risk index, six-plus sexual partners, and first intercourse prior to 17 years of age, were 82% less likely to have had a cervical cancer diagnosis if their male partner was circumcised. Monogamous women whose male partners had an intermediate risk index and was circumcised were 50% less likely to be diagnosed with cervical cancer than if their male partner was uncircumcised. The study examined many factors, and being uncircumcised was the strongest risk factor for cervical cancer, end of quote. God's commandments and precepts penned thousands of years ago are the supernatural and errant truth. 100% of the time, those who mock and disregard God's word will suffer the curse of doing the wrong thing. I said 100% of the time. Embrace God's word, the beautiful book, and live life and live it more abundantly. God said, John chapter 3, 19 and 20, And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. God said, Genesis 17, 10, This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. God said, Genesis 6, 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Man said, I am man. I am smart. I am part of the great digital enlightenment. Man made God and not the other way around. That's real smart, right? Oh, oh, wait a second. What's that, doctor? What did you say? I have two weeks to live? Oh, God, save me, save me. Now you have the record. 